The Bulls have three seconds to try a shot and try to win the game. This is the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Coming to you from the betting deck. Don't believe what I just saw. Here are your hosts. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the next installment of the At Notebook Wagering podcast. We are coming at you live. Going to discuss a little week two NFL action. Get it out to the masses, hopefully quick and efficiently tonight. Keep it under an hour. Get you guys some good info tonight. I got Smitty with me. I got Jcam with me. Jcam's ready with post-it, post-it notes. Smitty's got his flashcards. Boys, how'd week one go for you? Jason, hit us off. Week one went pretty well. Uh, I was able to take advantage of a certain sports books. Uh, once they get a certain lead, cashing in the money line on a couple games that wouldn't have held up. So that felt fortunate there. Steelers being one of those games. Um, and hit a, a nice little prop in the Bucks uh, cowboys game with Mike Evans scoring the first TD. So uh, got myself to a nice start with the NFL season there. So uh, hopefully can keep it rolling into week two. I think this is the trickiest week because for stat guys like me, you don't know what numbers to use. Smitty, how are you feeling? Doing all right. Uh, player props, two and two. Uh, ETN, I think, was over it. And then something happened and he went backwards on numbers. So that one hurt. And then I had Brissett under uh, attempts. And if they could have just held Carolina and got the ball back, that would have been a winner. Could have been 4-0, but what can you do? Two and two. Teasers were not bad. I think I'm 10 and 11 overall so far in the NFL to start the year. So we're going to fire this week. And I did forget that we did get your survivor pool savior. We, we predicted a team that was going to go down. I was pretty easy last week, but we did call the Bears, taking out the Niners. And we could have saved you in a survivor pool, but there were so many other landmines we probably didn't. <laughs> just a right. little just a little bit rainy there. Just a little bit. That looks so fun. <laughs> so I'm going to do one quick rant before we dive into the game. Smitty had talked me off the ledge. Uh, thank you, Denver Broncos and Nathaniel Hackett for the absolute screw job last night. Um, I beat Robert Salah to his receipt list for people that he's keeping track of. I have an invoice list and Nathaniel Hackett immediately jumps to the top of my invoice list. And I got something planned. I'm actually going to send Nathaniel Hackett something and you guys, will, you'll see probably by end of the week, I'm going to do a little something for him. All right. But upon further ado, let's go to week two. Uh, we're going to try to rip through these games quick. But right out of the gate, we got a biggie. Thursday night, 8-15, Amazon Prime coming up. Uh, we have the uh, L.A. Chargers going against the KC Chiefs over under 54 and a half. And Chiefs are laying four. Um, I think this is going to be the marquee game. Everybody's going to tune in who actually has Amazon Prime. Hopefully you can find some bars or casinos that post this game. I actually like the over in this. I know it's high. Uh, I'll dig into the numbers a little bit. We're still a little behind the uh, – doors here on getting to all of our numbers for the week but give me the chargers over 54 and a half jason what do you have for the chiefs chargers this is tricky so i went back and i put this through last year's numbers and it basically comes right on both the total and the point spread so i was like whoa i didn't expect that um i guess the biggest factor here is that keenan allen is probably out for this game that's a big cog for the chargers that's kind of their sticks mover uh in their passing game um you know, it's really tough. The Chiefs look so good 
on Sunday against Arizona. Uh, I don't know what part of that was the Chiefs looking good, which actually I'll give them credit. They looked really good. And then the Arizona also looking awful. Um, Chargers took care of business against the Raiders like I thought they might. Um, so I'm kind of torn on this one. I'm kind of leaning over, uh, but both defenses look really good on Sunday. So this is it's a tough one for me. I'll probably stay away right now unless I see something good. Yeah, the numbers I ran tonight, Jason, kind of right at the total also. Is it still 54, boys? 54 is 54. Showtime. Okay, so there, you know, this Kansas City jumped out. I mean, I'll get in my Arizona, and why in the world did I take Arizona in a teaser? I mean, I, I bash Arizona every week. Take them up to 12, and they still can't cover. Kansas City jumped out really quick, for, quickly, you know, 14 nothing. Mahomes was fantastic. I think 30 out of 39, 365 touchdowns. Kelsey, stud tight end, going to be there. You know, again, let's go into the Chargers. Herbert had a pretty good game. He spread the ball around a little bit. A lot of guys got touches and catches in that game. You know, Eckler was a little surprising, only a 2.6 average. They're going to have to try to run the ball a little bit better and maybe try to get Kansas City off the field. Yeah, you know, I, I'm not finalized on a lot of games yet because we're really early in the week. But I think this game, I agree, this could be a shootout. Uh, another one had it over the total that I, I looked at. Both offenses can move the ball. This, like Matt said, probably the best game maybe of the weekend. So this should be if you have the Amazon Prime, and luckily I do, I'll be watching it. Yeah, two quick things. I think um, I think a player prop to look at here is Justin Herbert rushing yards. We saw him get after it in that playoff game uh, or the, the final game with the Raiders where he's just – going to try to keep moving the sticks and i think this is going to be a huge shootout without keenan allen he might have to use his legs a little more and look at austin eckler he only had 14 touches i think he needs a little more carries to keep them honest especially with smitty just said keeping casey off the field all right let's go to sunday games one o'clock we'll start just right down the board here we're going to go panthers at new york giants over under 42 and a half and giants are laying two and a half uh, Saquon Barkley's back. I actually gave this out as my upset last week. I said the Giants are the ones who probably knock off Tennessee. I didn't play it. I wish I did. I actually did play it twice with points at one in the teaser. So I actually am going to stick to it again this week. I might roll the Giants twice this week, uh, put them in a, some kind of parlay, and I like them laying the two and a half this week. Yeah, I mean, that, that game in Tennessee looked like we were all completely wrong there for the first half and for a good part of the third quarter. But the, the Giants kind of didn't go away. Um, obviously, the defense stepped up in the second half. Tennessee didn't put any points on the board. Um, yeah, Carolina and Cleveland was part of that crazy witching hour with the 1 o'clock slate from my last week where pretty much every game all of a sudden turned upside down and just kind of caused chaos for week one. Um I don't think Carolina is that good. I actually, I agree. I, I'm going to take the Giants laying at two and a half, uh, especially if it's under three. Um, both of these teams got a huge upgrade from Vegas based on last year's stats. So obviously they think they're much better teams. I, I, yeah, I, I'm going to buy in the day bowl right now, uh, at least for this week until I get fooled. Smitty? Yeah, Carolina wasn't very good. Baker really shot his mouth off and he didn't really back it up. 235, one touchdown, one pick. I think he fumbled a couple times in that game. McCaffrey really couldn't get it going. Giants, you know, just hung around a little bit in that. Yet, you, you know, Jones, 17 out of 21, 188. Nothing that really stood out crazy for you there. But like you guys said, Barkley, just unbelievable. 164 yards rushing, had six catches. 
it's like they say, get the ball sometimes to your best player. And he's coming off an injury, but he's probably their best player. Some of their wide receivers need to step up a little bit. But I'm I, I'm also I'm kind of going with you. I kind of like the, the G-Man this week. Go Giants. All right. One quick uh, talking point before we jump to the next game. The Browns actually rushed or I'm pulling it up right now. It looks like 220 yards roughly as a team. That's not going to go well against the, uh, the Giants if they are going to be continued for Barkley. So I know his total is probably going to be high, but look for a player prop for Barkley over yards this week. The Giants had 238 rushing last week against Tennessee. So, yeah, that's, a, that's definitely a bad matchup for the Panthers. Yep. All right, let's go to Sunday, 1 o'clock. Indianapolis travels to Duval to play the Jags. Uh, I know Jason has a good sticky note on this. I hope my sticky note doesn't steal him, so I'm going to wait. Uh, over under 47, and the Jags are catching four at home. This is an intriguing game. The Colts really, I, I don't want to say survived last week because they got a tie, but for them to eke out that tie was actually kind of impressive. Uh, the Jags hung around with the commanders, and I don't know. They didn't look great. Uh, they threw the ball around a lot, all right. They need to get after running the ball. I actually like the under in this game, potentially under 47. Uh, Jason hit us with that prime knowledge. Well, before I get to that, India had 517 yards of total offense in week one. I, how did that translate to 20 points? I'm looking at it. I gave, they only had two turnovers. That, that sounds like a five-turnover game. So just a lot of things not going right for them. It seems like every good player for them had a good day stat-wise. Uh, the, the sticky note for this one is this is a back-to-back road game for the Colts uh, going back to Houston here. And Frank Reich, 5-2 and two ATS in the second road game. It's actually a very good number. Kind of makes me a little confused here because I was really leaning toward taking the Jags at four and a half. Um, so, yeah, I think I'm going to lean Colts now. Uh, I do think that, uh, like I said, when you look at the numbers for last week, they were the better team. I don't know why it didn't translate to points down in Houston, but it seems like Indy seems to really struggle with these bottom feeders in the AFC South and it kills them come playoff time. But So they really need this one. That, that should be an easy message. And they cut Rodrigo Blankenship, so they clearly they fixed that. That, that. That's a clear message sent in the locker room that we're not going to take this anymore. Smitty, what do you have for this one? Yeah, this one was a tough one because I gave – I had the Colts um, in one of my teasers that I gave out with Jick Jack. And, yeah, the kid missed the kick in OT. You know, they were getting blown out. They came back had a chance to win the game and, and it just didn't happen. Yeah. I think Ryan, I think fumbled once or I think once a couple times, but they got it back. I think one time on a drive, uh, Jason, they went for it, didn't get the three points and they went for it, didn't score a touchdown, but yeah, 517 yards. I mean, it's shocking here. And like you guys said, Ryan, by the end, put up some numbers, only one touchdown though. Taylor, unbelievable. 161 yards. Pittman had a great game, nine catches, 121 in yeah, yeah. a touchdown. Like Jake, I think it was Jason that said, all oh, their stars, it, they lined. I mean, they were there all, they lined up that day. They had all big games. I watched a lot of the Jags game against the commanders. Again, I wasn't very impressed. I, I was texting you guys. I thought they missed a lot of tackles. A lot of plays that um, I thought they should have made tackles on some of the commander's wide receivers. They missed, and they got first downs on this. Lawrence, again, to me, wasn't fantastic. Robinson came back. The running back looked okay, 66 yards touchdown. Again, I think ETN is a guy that they need to kind of get the ball to a little bit more. Um, 
just even catching the ball out of the backfield, maybe running a little bit. The speed is there. Kirk had a really nice game, six catches, 117 yards. I, I'm I'm just I'm not sold on Jacksonville. I just don't think the tackling is going to be there. Indy's going to need this game really bad. I like Indianapolis this week. Uh, not so fast, boys. Um, here's my sticky note. Wow. Wow. Where did that sticky note come from? Colts haven't won in, in Jacksonville since 2014. Oh, my goodness. That's right. That's right. They choked it all away last year, the last game of the year. Yes, Not so fast. Right. Uh, yeah. Honestly, if I lean any way on this game, I'm going to just put a little fun money on Jags' money line. Uh, and with that number, I, I can't – I mean, 2014, that's almost a decade. Not a bad, not a bad teaser spot there too. Maybe to go Jacksonville, get the home team up to about you know ten, ten and a half. It's so I have it down at four, but I, this is like a, I like that card, Smitty, right there, and stash it on the side. I kind of like that. Maybe changing <laughs> teaser. Maybe I don't know. Now I'm all confused. See, that's why you do the show, people. All right, boys. Uh, Sunday, 1 p.m. on CBS. Uh, the Upstart Dolphins, 1-0. Uh, traveled to Baltimore to play the Ravens. Another 1-0 team. This is a big game. Uh, over under 44.5. Ravens are laying 3.5 at home. I think this is a, a really good number. That hook is actually pretty scary. I might grab it quick and try to take the Ravens before it drops. Um, I, I think they're good enough to win, especially at home, by that field goal with the best field goal kicker in all football, maybe the best special teams unit in all football. Two has got to go on the road. Uh, Lamar's just kind of hitting his stride, and I think they're going to open it up this week, let him run a little more and get that offense flowing. Give me the Ravens minus the three. I don't – or, I'm sorry, minus the three and a half. I don't want the three. Jason, what do you have on this one? Yeah, it's kind of funny. Like, I think both of these performances for these teams, like, they look, the scoreboard looked a little better than the uh, box score did for both of them. Uh, the Ravens got outgained by 100-something yards by the Jets, which is something I did not expect when I looked into that. And then Miami was basically dead even with New England in that game, even though they kind of had scoreboard control for the whole time. Um, yeah, I do not want that hook. I think this will be a close game. Uh, Miami's had some success against the Ravens, and they have team speed. Um, Baltimore's defense sometimes lacks a little bit in team speed. It's, you know, they're, they're big up front, but they're back seven, not the quickest in the world. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to kind of wait on this number. I'm hoping it comes down to three. Then I would take Baltimore and lay in the three. And I see the total is moving from 46 down to 44 and a half. I probably would grab the under 44 and a half. Now I'd expect that to be a little lower come game time. Smitty, what are you looking at of this game? Yeah, I love this in a teaser spot. I I take the points. I take the points up uh, and take the under in this. You know, I said it last week on the show too. If you guys remember, I said the Miami uh, New England game. I was shocked that it was that high. And I said, I think it's a great teaser spot. Now, I didn't. I had Miami in a money line, and I just stayed with it. But that didn't even come close if you would have teased it up. You would have had it up in the 50s, I believe, in that game. And, I mean, that was only 27 points. You know, you hear a lot of things. You look at um, Tua's numbers, 23 out of 33. You know, some people, again, listening to some experts, they weren't blown away by his performance. There were some throws that nowhere close. Hill had an okay game, eight catches, 94 yards. Waddle had a pretty good game. 
you know, Baltimore, I think one of the wide receivers had two touchdowns. Um, didn't really get both teams really didn't get anything going on the on the ground. You know, we know Baltimore's situation with some injuries there. You know, he always Jackson always likes going to Andrews, five catches and that. That's one that I'll tell you player props, Matt's really Matt talks about and Matt's really good on it. But that's one that he's he's a guy that he throws to a ton. So keep an eye on that. I I also I think this is a very low scoring tight game. This is tease tease the points, take it up and take the under in this one. All right. For all you Steelers beat fans out there, Sunday 1 p.m. Big rivalry. Patriots come to Pittsburgh at good old Akershire Stadium over under 40 and a half. Steelers at home getting one and a half. My only I, I'm not going to touch this game. Um, my only question is we know Watts out. Najee's supposedly a go for this game. The Patriots' offense is an absolute mess. Matt Patricia, I'm not sure what they're running there. But I'm just going to enjoy this one from my couch. Uh, I'll let you guys break this one down. Yeah, I am on the Patriots laying the one. I think this will this might even get down to pick them by game time. Um, that box score wasn't that awful for the Patriots. And the one thing that they know how to do is attack that Steeler defense. Hopefully – as a Steelers fan, Flores has some uh, wrinkles up his sleeve that he knows will give the New England problems. It's an interesting angle in this game. Um, but, you know, the Steelers really benefited from five turnovers last week. The defense played out of its mind. I just don't see it playing at that level again, especially know, knowing that you're going to be missing a Watt this week. I think Najee Harris is still iffy for this game. Um, but you do have to keep eyes on Mac Jones, too, because he's also a little dinged up coming in. But, if Jones is healthy, I'm definitely rolling with the Patriots here. I don't think they were quite that awful against the Dolphins, even though it wasn't great. And the one thing that Belichick and Patricia and those guys know how to do is actually beat the Steeler defense. So I'm going to count on that, even without uh, Butchin and uh, the helm anymore. What do you got, Smitty? Yeah, I think it's going to be an ugly game. I think it's going to be hard-hitting, tight game, very low scoring again. I think not a bad idea teasing it up. You know, Pittsburgh, I watched the game. The defense, like Jason said, played unbelievable, a lot of turnovers. But, man, you had like six, seven sacks and like five turnovers, and you really should have lost the game overall. Both offenses, if you look going in the lowest, um, I think Steelers are like fifth or sixth on the very bottom, you know, um, yards. What did they have? 267 total yards. New England had 271, so they're really close there. Both offenses didn't look good. Steelers can't run the ball at all. We've said it for years now. They they try to do jet sweeps now with Claypool because why? They, they know they can't run the ball. They're trying to just get them around the corner. I, I think, again, I had Pittsburgh last week in a teaser, and they won the game, so it looked great. Great. I would tease up the Steelers again. I think this can be a low scoring tight game. So again, take the home team up to about right now. If you can get it seven, seven and a half, I'd take a chance with the Steelers. But I also like taking the points up and then taking the under also in this game. Yeah, I, I don't hold me to this, but um, I believe Belichick is six and two against Mike Tomlin. I, I tried to tried to grab it real quick, but not sure. Uh, I'd lean with Jason, and that's an ugly number of 40 and a half. And since that's an ugly number, let's go to another ugly number. Sunday, 1 p.m., Jets, Browns, over under 40, even lower. Uh, Browns are laying six at home. I actually thought the Browns looked okay, and we know what they're going to do, and that's just pound the ball. Uh, they get a pretty easy matchup here against the Jets, who are a mess right now. 
Their defense flew around, but they didn't make any spectacular plays. They didn't play awful. And like Jason said, they actually put up a ton of yards. Now, a lot of them were garbage yards late. But I actually think this is basically the, a replay of the game with Carolina. But I think the Browns are going to come out probably by a field goal maybe in this one. So I would actually lean with the Jets getting some points here. Jason? Yeah, that's where I'm at with this too. I mean, I wish Salah would have talked the talk like he did here where he's, you know, keeping receipts for everyone just talking trash on the Jets. I mean, this is the New York Jets. They haven't done a thing in 50 years. I mean, there's a lot of receipts to get through if he's going to do that. Um, <laughs> but Cleveland kind of, you know, you know what they're going to be right now. They're going to be a really good defense. They're going to r- try to run the football. And in the passing game, they're going to take the opportunities that are there because Seth's just not a guy who can win a game on his own. Um, you know, the Jets really depends what they get out of Flacco and they're kind of in a similar mold and just their defense isn't quite the quality, but they know how one dimensional Cleveland can be. I think points are at a premium, but I would take the points here on the road. Um, I just think it's another ugly, close, low scoring game. Flacco throwing the ball 59 times. I mean, are you kidding me? We're playing in the, the, the Mac or something. I couldn't believe looking at the numbers there, keeping an eye on that. Carter, the running back, 10 carries, 60 yards, seven catches. So keep an eye on that, that guy really doing a lot there. Yeah, I think it's a low-scoring game. You know, Brissett's the guy, kind of what we think he's going to be. You know, it's not going to be pretty out there. Try to limit the mistakes, I think. They're going to pound the ball. Chubb, Hunt, Chubb, you know, came in uh, 22 carries, 141 yards. I, I love this as a as a teaser. I take Cleveland down to a pick em. I It's at home. I know they have a just a brutal uh, logo now going to be in their middle of their field that we were talking about earlier. Uh, but I, I'll take the home team. I think the defense is better, and I think they'll be able to run the ball against the Jets. So I'm taking Cleveland in a teaser. Yeah, look for a, a player prop. You'll probably get it at a minus number, maybe a minus 120. But I would probably assume Chubb or Kareem Hunt are going to get you a touchdown in this game. One, one of the two. I think it's some easy money. I don't know if you want to double up on both. All right, Sunday, 1 p.m., another big – this is actually one of the better matchups for us. Uh, We got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going down to the Superdome to play the Saints, who they typically struggle against, over under 44, and the Saints are getting three at home. I don't have a play on this one yet. I don't have a lean on this one yet. I thought Brady looked okay. Um, I think he's just getting going to get better and better each week. Uh, The O-line really seemed to figure it out, running the ball, that is. I actually think that's where the Buccaneers might be able to steal a game here. I was shocked how good Leonard Fournette ran the ball. And then the Saints on the opposite coin flip there, they could not run the ball. But Jameis actually looked okay. But Jameis is Jameis. He's due for probably three picks this game. Um, That total's probably spot on. I have no play on this. I'm going to let these guys see if they can talk you into a play. Yeah, I mean, I think you're going to hear a lot of action on the Saints. Uh, the line moved from three to two and a half. And, like, boy, I you know, three sounds a heck of a lot better than two and a half with this game, just the way it's going to go. Um, two really good defenses. Tampa Bay show they're, they're just as good defensively as they've been. Um, the offensive line, like you said, the inside offensive line, which is where we had the concerns because it's all new people, actually looked really good. The left guard is a rookie. I'm kind of wondering how the Steelers missed him on their draft board because that guy looked like he's an plug-and-play starter. Now, left tackle was the issue. Donovan Smith got dinged up a little Penn State on Penn State crime with Micah Parsons. Now, left tackle clearly is an issue coming into this week with a really good New Orleans defensive line. Um, you know, it's already moved down to 44 and a half. I would be 
probably thinking about the under here um, just because the defenses are that good. I don't have a lot of faith in either offense. And I, I, I'm a little nervous on the Saints. This might be a game that Smitty's going to tease up. I would definitely need more points than two and a half to take the Saints with Jameis at the helm. What do you got, Smitty? Yeah, this uh, teaser play. You know, I ran some numbers, Jason. I have it. I have it under. Two things I looked at. Um, it's under for me. I would tease it up and take the under in this. I think I agree with you. I think the defenses are okay, and I would not. I would. I would tease the home team. I would tease them up. Get them up, you know, a little higher. I'd probably take the Saints. I wasn't blown away. Was Tampa that – did they look okay or was Dallas just that bad? Dallas looked a mess to me the other night. You know, Brady, nothing fantastic. I agree with Matt Fournette. I thought ran the ball really well. Evans had an okay game. You know, the Saints has – they got to figure it out. I was – Kamara only nine carries in that game. I mean, just really surprised. Only three catches in that. They got to get him involved this week. They want to, you know, pull this upset here. Hill, the, Hill came in. I think he had the most. He had four carries, 81 yards, and a touchdown. Thomas came back pretty nice. Five catches, two touchdowns. Landry had seven catches over 100 there for you. Yeah, that's where I'd go here. I'd go a teaser under, and I would take the Saints up, and I would take the Saints. Okay, one before we move on, one player prop in this game. Uh, no Chris Godwin for Tampa Bay. Look at Russell Gage this week to possibly go over his receptions and yards. Um, Cause I mean, they're going to be able to double team Evans this week, even though Julio looked really good. Jason summed it up and I heard it on the radio slash TV today, man, every time Julio goes down, it looks like he might not get back up and he's all, <laughs> and he's always been injury prone. We know that. So who knows? I mean, if he gets dinged early, man, Russell Russell Gage could have himself a little day out there. There had to be three times in that game on a Sunday. I thought, literally thought, oh, he did he, something when he went down. He went down hard. You're like, oh, he's like, this is it. And you yeah. just kind of wait for it to happen. And it, it's just amazing that somebody else observed that too because it was just that bad. It, it, I mean, he actually looks like he's in amazing shape, but yeah, he he doesn't hop right up off the turf. It looks like he's just. Thinking, man, this really hurts. It's <laughs> up like I do. Yeah. <laughs> All right, boys. Sunday, 1 p.m. My team, the Washington Commanders, coming in 1 0, going to Ford Field to play the Detroit Lions 0 1, over under 49. And wait for it. The Detroit Lions are home favorites, minus two. Um, I'm actually going to play this game and I'm going to play the over. I think Carson Wentz is going to keep slinging it. I actually think the Detroit offense is not really good. They're good. Uh, they have a lot of weapons, and their defense is just bad enough to give up another 30 spot. And I think they can score 20, 25 themselves. I think this is actually a pretty easy over on the 49. This is a perfect teaser for Smitty, though. Get that number down to 43 and fly right over it. Jason, what do you have on Lions Commanders? Boy, I don't know if I'm ready yet to the, the, uh take the lions as a favorite. Uh, no, I, me, me we're a little early in the game for that. I'll tell you what I'm going to do in this game is I'm going to take the points with the commanders and then I'm going to live bet the lions, whatever they get down 14 in this game. And then also take the over live <laughs> because the second, the first half of this game will be boring. The second half will look like an old uh, wax shootout from the nineties with Marshall Falk versus BYU uh, because that's how the Lions play, especially at home. 
It's it's just amazing. That that Eagles game was in the bag. I, I had the Eagles minus five and a half. They were up two 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 to three scores the entire game. And all of a sudden, like I said, that crazy witching hour, you look at your phone and I'm like, what? Detroit did what? It's just amazing to see. Smitty, what do you have for this one? Yeah, I watched a lot of the commanders, like I said. You know, Wentz is kind of was what we thought Wentz was going to be. Had some really nice moments, had a couple picks there, but did throw four touchdowns. You know, they even got the Tin Man Samuels back in. Even, I think, had four carries and had a lot of targets. I think he had eight catches. Dotson, the rookie, three catches, uh, two touchdowns. I think this, like, I agree with Matt here. I think there's a lot of points in this game. I think both offenses are going to go. I was not impressed by the commander's defense either. I thought Jacksonville was moving the ball against them and then would kind of screw up and not go for a field goal or miss a field goal. They should have had more points in that game also. I think this is a great teaser spot. Tease it down, take the over. And I would take the commanders up in a, a teaser too. I think this, they, I mean, this is a chance for them to win. I mean, why not even just throw a little bit on the money line here as a dog. Yeah, totally. Jason, Jason, I love your plan already played out for this game. The, take the points, wait for the score to be so-and-so, and then just keep rolling in-game. If, if you are participating in live betting on a Sunday and you don't have that plan for any Lions game, I don't know what you've watched for the last <laughs> year. <laughs> All right, let's go to Sunday, 4.05. We're into the late games on Fox. Uh, we have the Falcons traveling to L.A. to play the Rams over under 47, and the Rams are laying 10.5 at home. We have our first double-digit favorite. <laughs> I'll tell you what, the Rams really stunk out of the gate. Now they got a week and a half to prepare for a bad Falcons team. Ten and a half might be a little tough, especially when Stafford, we know, still has kind of the bum wing. Are they going to shuffle them out there if they're up by three scores late and Falcons get some crap TDs in there? And I actually didn't think Atlanta looked that bad. I didn't get to dig into their box score. I'm not going to touch this game yet. Uh, I'm sure if I'm behind in the early games, I'll put a little something in here. Uh, Jason, what do you have on Rams Falcons? I, you know, I'm looking at this, uh, you know, we're getting to this kind of early, but looking at that Falcons box score, man, they ran the ball for 201 yards. That's like, where did that come from against the Saints? That was pretty impressive. Um, yeah, it, it's tough. I mean, obviously, this line's come off a lot from the 13 it was over the summer, to down right down to 10 and a half, which still makes me think Atlanta um, just as a double digit dog. We'll see where that line goes from here. Um, the Rams just looked really, really bad. Like it just, it did not look sharp. They didn't really have any fight once the Bills kind of were showing that they were for real and they were going to be there. They didn't have any adjustments to do anything with what the Bills and then the Bills rushed four guys from getting home all day. Now, granted, that defensive line is really good, but um, that's really rare for an NFL team not to have to blitz to get pressure. Um, you know, I, I'll probably go back and forth on this one, but at, at 10 and a half, I think I would take the Falcons and I probably. Not going to touch the total on this one, but you know, those were some really good numbers they ran up against the Saints. Now, granted, it was at home, so we'll see how they do on the road, but um, yeah, I think I'll take the 10 and a half with the Falcons. Uh, I'll, I'll believe the hype for one week. Yeah, Falcons 416 total yards, they gave up 385. Like Jason said, uh, Patterson had 120 yards rushing, Mariota had 72 yards, really did run the ball well. London, the rookie, had five catches in this. Yeah, I was. Their defense, I mean, big lead, and they just blow it. They blow big leads. That's what the Falcons do. Rams didn't look good. Now, Buffalo, a lot of people have them winning the Super Bowl, but the Rams, to me, on uh, last Thursday did not look good. 
I think, you know, Stafford, again, too many um, picks, turns over the ball now, does have a bad elbow and everything. You know, Cooper Cup, hey, if I can get a kicker this week in fantasy and uh, play in that league, uh, Cup might help me out here. I had fortunate last week in that one, so whoops. Uh, a little screw up there. But I think he has to – to me, sometimes now, you guys might disagree, I think he looks at him way too much. You got to get Allen Robinson the ball. You got to get some other people the ball a little bit here. And I what, what I do here – Man, I, so I love the big number in the NFL. You saw it this week. A lot of people can win games. I would tease this up, get the big number, and take the Falcons. Oh, man, I believe uh, I, I hate to break it to you, though. And, and it's kind of cliche. Cooper Cup truly is open every Oh, practice. absolutely. Absolutely. And, yes. and when I went back and I watched a little bit more of it, because they had it on a replay on the NFL Network, Alan Robinson did not have any separate. He really wasn't that open to me. I don't know if he lost a step or has never gained it back, but man, maybe Coop Cup is just going to dominate again. I, it's it, crazy. it is. It is tough. I mean, you would think, you know, again, I think at times he forces a little bit to him. I'm not saying just in that game, but in other games I've seen, that's kind of where I was going with that statement. But, <clears throat> but I think he is, he's unbelievable. I mean, he yep. is. He just can get – he gets open all the time. And, yeah. I mean, I think – what did he have? I think he came like 13 catches last week off the top of my head in that game. I mean, that's crazy. I, I hate to say it, and I didn't mean to, like, actually belittle you, but, I, I mean – No, no, not at his, all. His props are so high, though, but he just keeps going over them for catches and his touchdown and yards. I mean, and you look at the numbers and you see a betting line, you're like, oh, cup over eight and a half catches – over 99 yards. I'm like, man, those are super high. And he just flies over them every time. Because you would right. think a team would you would think a team would go, hey, we're gonna double him or something to take it down. And you go, that's easy money, but like you said, it hasn't happened. Still not working. All right. Sunday 405. Uh the big upset winners last night. The Seattle Seahawks traveled down to San Francisco to play the Niners. Huge losers out of the gate. Over under 42 and a half. And here we go. Another double digit number minus 10. Who in the world is laying 10 with the Niners with Trey Lance at the helm? Seattle actually just coming off a big win, maybe the short week, but it's not like they have to travel that far. I, I don't like this. I actually think the Jimmy Garoppolo talk is going to heat up even more if they stumble here and put up like 19 points and get a loss. Man, that heat in San Francisco is going to turn up. Jason, what do you got on Seahawks Niners? Cool. This is this is such a pass right now because, like you said, um, though I mean it will be interesting to see Trey Lance um, play in conditions that don't resemble the beginning of the last Boy Scout. Um, he looked he didn't look good though. I mean there were some times where you see some passes like there was the end of a half they were trying to run some kind of play where they were going to do some laterals and literally he could not complete the first pass um, to the guy without throwing at his feet under no pressure with no one around him. And you just see that inconsistently consistency over and over again with his throws. And it's just not a good thing. That being said, Denver moved the ball up and down the field on Seattle last night, especially in the second half. Um, as long as the Niners don't fumble the ball inside the five twice, they should be okay on this. So um, I, I can't lay the 10 with the Niners with Lance at quarterback, but you know, I would, this is a game. Uh, I don't even know. It's not a great teaser spot, but, I do think 49ers will win this, but I do not, I don't want to lay that 10. Smitty, what do you have? 
high number again. I would I would take a chance with Seattle, get it up to 16. I just I just like Jason said, it was tough conditions, but both teams, he just I don't see it yet. I'm just shocked that he's the guy. And I don't know how long he's gonna be the guy. Now you have the running back out, you have a backup there. This is a lot. I also think you tease the points up and you take the under in this. You know, one of mine I ran today, I had it like in the 30s for a total, like between the two teams. I just think this can be a, maybe a lower scoring game too. I, I like the under in a teaser and I would take Seattle up. And I just said a second ago, take the Falcons up. And I did that last week. I had um, the Lions way up and I matched it. Can't now I'm going to forget who the other team was, but it was a roll high one, two, And they both came through for me because again, it's tough. These teams are tough. They play hard. Maddie, is there a more cursed position in San Francisco running back? This is like Bill Belichick's. This is like Bill Belichick's dream. You have to play another guy every week, so he, he could shuffle the running backs like he wants to because out of necessity, rather than have to uh, do it because of injury. Uh, and and Smitty, great point too. You said about Elijah Mitchell out. I go back to the well, and now that they're at home, and maybe they want to showcase Lance and get him a little more stuff. Take his over rushing yards again. I mean, that was my best bet last week. I think he'll, I think he'll fly over it again. It's probably going to be up a little bit around 40, but I think he's still going to go over, especially on a good field. And Matt, I jumped, I jumped on that from the last, you know, the last show we did. You said that I went right after we were done, went right on it, got it at over 36 and a half too. easy winner. So great call on that. And you helped me get a winner last week. All right. Sunday, 425 Cardinals Raiders. I absolutely despise what the Cardinals are doing. Uh, the over under 51 and a half Raiders minus six. I mean, Kyler Murray just looks pedestrian. He's tiny. Smitty loves to bash him. I'm going to love to start bashing him. I think they're just going to lose again exactly the way they lost to Kansas City. I think they're going to get dumped on. Murray's going to throw some garbage touchdowns. They still doesn't have his weapons. They couldn't run the ball, even though Connor had a, a touchdown, but I think that team's a mess. Uh, I think Cliff Kingsbury is a mess. And I think the Raiders bounce back. Uh, they didn't play bad against uh, the Chargers. And I think they're going to get a win at home. And that place is going to go crazy. Jason? Yeah, well, this is uh, – yeah, I think the Raiders at home is definitely going to play here, though. It's up to five and a half. I'm not really liking that as much. Just because there's so much negative sentiment toward Arizona right now that it kind of makes you wonder – but it did. It was an awful performance. Kansas City left the door open a couple times in the first half for the Cardinals to get back into that game. And the Cardinals promptly would just shut it right back <laughs> to where it was. I think there was a short Juju, I think, fumbled the ball at midfield. And it, basically, they were down two scores. They really needed points there. And they gave the ball right back to Kansas City. And that game was over at that point. Um, yeah, it just doesn't look right. It, it Probably the best bet for this game is Cliff Kingsbury to be first coach fired. Smitty, what do you have? Well, I tweeted out, I said, best advice I can give Arizona, fire the coach and ship your quarterback to double A for Oakland A's. Because <laughs> again, he didn't do anything. He scored, they scored some points and it was garbage points. That's really what it is. And I, and I said this also, they, they're in major trouble. They put, they gave that guy way too much money. He's not very good and they're not going to win with him. He's not a leader. It came out that he doesn't study hard and that a lot of teammates don't like him. And it's a lot of me, me, me. And his performance isn't great. He's once in a while, will throw in a good week 
and he'll put up some fantasy numbers and people fall in love with him. He's not a winning NFL quarterback. Love it. Um, Go right, Raiders, by the way. Sorry, Raiders. No, I'm with you, buddy. All right. Uh, Sunday, 425 CBS. Bengals travel to Dallas over under 43, and Dallas is catching seven and a half at home. We all know why they're catching that big number. It's probably even going to go up. Cooper Rush, now the starting quarterback. They looked like absolute dog crap on the other night. I mean, the defense played okay. Uh, they still give up big plays in the passing game. They can get after the quarterback, which is a good thing. It can create some turnovers. I'm sorry, but the Bengals are going to rebound. Uh, I don't like the seven and a half. The hook's scary. Uh, Burrow is not going to turn it over five times. They actually didn't play that awful other than him. This is a no play for me. I'm going to try to find some player props, and it's probably going to be all Bengals wide receivers against these guys. Jason? So I'm looking at the board right now, and I think that this is my survivor killer of the week right here. I think the Cowboys – with whoever's a quarterback, I don't even know who it is. <laughs> Cooper Rush. Central Cooper Michigan. Rush. I don't know. Well, they kicked them all out. Dak was the only quarterback there for a while while they were managing the salary cap. Uh, I'll tell you what, Cincinnati spent a lot of money on their offensive line, and it looked absolutely putrid against the Steelers, uh, a team that, you know, basically had one guy as a dominant pass rusher. Um, they made Alex Highsmith. They basically got him paid uh, next year with that performance. Something doesn't look really right with Cincy either. So uh, I'll definitely take Dallas with the points because no one's going to take them with the points. Uh, I want to see, especially now that I've seen it was at eight, now it's down to seven and a half. So people are biting. Um, and just expect an ugly game and the Dallas defense to kind of come up here uh, against them. Michael Parsons to have a huge game. Um, so, yeah, this is my, my upset special. Give me the, the Cowboys with the points here against the Bungles. Kind of like the teaser, tease the points up and take the under. One model I ran, very low scoring. I was shocked by that. I, I agree the line was bad. I, I think the line's really bad. I think Dallas is, you know, I, I don't think they're going to push the ball down the field a lot. I think it will be very dink and dunk. Look for the tight end. I think it's Schultz, the tight end. Look for a player prop there. I think Elliott Pollard could have a lot of carries, maybe get some yards there. I think this game, to me, I'm looking at an under, I think you guys said 43, take it up to 49. I don't know if it hits 49. I I just don't. I don't think it's going to be a loser in the 50s. I just can't. I, I'd be shocked what, I, what I'm looking at with some numbers and stuff. So I, I don't know. I, I, crazy game because these are like you look and go, Dallas, yeah, this should be a blowout since he should rebound, but then – something crazy. So I'd play the points. I'll probably look at the points and take the under in this. So really no play in the game, but I would look some player props there in this game and I would take the under. Keep an eye on Tyler Boyd uh, player prop. If T Higgins is out, which I believe he is. Yeah. Yes. I think uh, they okay. finally did bring in a long snapper. If they brought somebody else in, cause that guy, I tweeted out. I said, John Condo might be getting a phone call. <laughs> I, I wish he would have. All right, Sunday, 425 CBS. Texans travel to Mile High to play the Broncos, who have officially made my FU list over under 46. Broncos are laying 10 at home. You know, just out of spite, if I bet I'm taking the Texans, getting points, and I tease it up. I'm actually becoming a fan of Davis Mills and what they're doing down there. They don't have a close. Like, if they're a baseball team, they're a team without a closer. They just can't finish it. They don't have enough talent. 
they're getting there. Uh, I think Lovey's going to have that team on the right track. They have done really well drafting. They have good youth. I think that program is on the way up. But uh, if I do, if I bet this, it's Texans getting points. Jason? Yeah, I, uh, it's it's come off 10 and a half down to 10. Um, the, the total has gone up, which I, makes me think that the Texans are the right play there. It It's it's too close to this Monday night game to evaluate Denver. Like, it, we all have that bad taste in our mouth after watching them just basically completely blow a game, like so many different ways against Seattle. Um, and Houston did play well at home. I think they were off on the road last year. I'm not sure if they won a game at all. Um but I'll take them with the points here. You got to bet ugly games, and this is definitely going to be uh, taking the Texans with the points is definitely ugly. Smitty, what do you have? Yeah, Texans scares me a little bit with the giving up 517 yards last week. Denver did move the ball, didn't score a lot. We talked on, off air on that. They did have, I think, 433 yards. Just, yeah, it was not <laughs> bad coaching, bad coaching, bad coaching by Denver last night. And again, Wilson. He's another one that I think a team really just gave up way too much money. And I just don't, I don't see it, but I'm not a quarterback expert by any means. So we'll have to see here. This would be one that sometimes I say, I think you're okay. If you go either way, I say that sometimes I could see Denver going down to about uh, four and getting a win, but 16 points again, that's a lot. And I do, I, I agree with Matt. I like this quarterback for the Texans. Tough kid is having some pretty good uh, games um, end of last year into the first game this year. I'm kind of leaning maybe the Texans up big number and get them at 16. Perfect. All right. Sunday, 20 on NBC, uh, the one and oh Chicago bears go to Lambeau to play the Owen one Packers Woo! over under 42 and a half Packers laying 10 at home. It, this is another team I'm just not going to trust this year. Um, Rodgers' wide receivers are maybe the worst collection that he's ever had, and he's really had some bad ones there for a few years. They never bring him in some talent. They lucked out and hit the home run with Jordy Nelson and Devontae Adams back in the day. I don't know. Justin Fields, they may have actually been that team after week one who – uh, something sparks and they're going to win a couple games. That they're not supposed to now. And I feel like this might be one where they actually pull an upset. This might be my upset special of the week, Jason. I'm not going to pull the trigger yet, but I'm looking into it. I'm going to dig in a little more, but I will take the bears. Like Smitty said, tease that number up to 16, man. You get a division rivalry against 16 big, big time uh, Sunday night game. Give me the bears, tease it up plus 16, Jason. This is another one. There's a couple of these 10 spots in a row here. Uh, I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to lay the 10 with the Packers, and I'm going to do so because basically last year, you know, they went and played the Saints the first game of the year, I guess, in Jacksonville, actually, and they looked absolutely awful, and they bounced back and looked really good. At the time, during the game against Minnesota, the running game got going. The defense was really good last year. I don't expect it to be that awful again. Um you know, they, like I said, they looks like they had some uh, – got too cute basically trying to defend the Vikings, not putting their best corner on Jefferson for the whole game like they should have. I think that kind of will cut through the BS. Chicago really benefited from the, the bad weather. Uh, I don't think the offense is very good, so I think this is going to be the Packers uh, rolling up here. That's seen the total coming down to 42.5, and, and I think that's because the Bears' offense isn't going to hold up their end. So 
I'll lay the 10 with the Packers. I'll probably regret it, but I am going to lay the 10. Yeah, Chicago only 204 total yards. Now, again, it was a monsoon, so you can go whatever way you want to. Green Bay, again, a lot of the weapons weren't there. I was a little surprised they didn't run the ball very well uh, against Minnesota. And, again, he just has to get some – they got to get some confidence with these wide receivers. It just wasn't pretty overall here. Yeah, a 10 – I was leaning more taking Green Bay down in a teaser in this. I kind of like still the points up. I think this is going to be maybe a lower scoring game also. I just don't know if Chicago is going to score a lot of points in this game. So right now, I would lean probably Green Bay down in a teaser. I wouldn't touch it where the line is, a straight play. But I would probably tease the points up also and take the under. Uh, I know this is a big look ahead. Uh, early weather for um, Green Bay, potential rain coming up. Bears getting used to the rain. Well, All right. Field, their field can actually put the rain through it and, like, yeah, get it to where it's not at. Like Soldier Field. <laughs> the reservoir that was Soldier Field. All right. So we got to double up on Monday night. We get an early start for the East uh, Coast at 7.15. Titans travel to Buffalo to play the Bills, who are on nice big rest. Titans got a little beat down there, down the stretch, over under 49 and a half. And here's another big number, week two, minus 10. Bills laying it at home. I don't have a play on this yet. Uh, it's going to be hard to pick against the Bills this year, especially I think you're going to see lots of 10s. It may take a week or two to figure out what you're going to do with them and see how they react to this. I can't play this yet. I'm going to look for some player props, and one of them is going to be Derrick Henry to rebound a little bit, maybe go over his yards. I think that's the only way Tennessee stays in this game is they got to pound him in there. Hopefully he wears down that Buffalo defense. Jason? Yeah, I mean, giving up 238 yards rushing on the road or at home against the Giants is not a good way to start your season, but I think – this is one of the teams I think that is kind of like Buffalo's nemesis that they need to figure out how to beat because Tennessee's gotten them a couple times here with teams that don't look like on paper that they should have beat them. Um, you know, getting that extra two and a half points here off the opening line, I think that's a little bit of Bill's love and they deserved it. They looked really, really good on Thursday night. Um, can't believe we have two Monday night games that start an hour apart. That, that just seems weird, but hey, everything's weird these days. Um, the line coming off 51 down to 49 and a half. So, it's kind of a confusing that the line goes up. Those those basically saying Tennessee's offense isn't going to do anything. I'll take the 10 points of Tennessee. I know Buffalo looked as good as they did, but you know what? I'm just going to kind of fade the public on that one. I'm not going to buy the Bills hype. I, a touchdown is a good line in this game, but anything more than that, I think it favors the Titans. What do you have, Smitty? Yeah, I like the teaser up. I, I'm going to take a chance with getting it up to 16 with the big number and taking Tennessee. I agree with Matt. I think Henry, I think he had 80 yards but not really a Derrick Henry kind of day overall. I think they're going to pound the ball. You know, you said Tennessee gave up a lot of yards rushing. Buffalo's a team that more, you know, they can run the ball, but they like to throw the ball a little bit here. I think Tennessee, though, that needs to pound the ball, try to stay the offense on the field a little bit. I like the point that you said Buffalo has struggled against Tennessee a little bit in this. I like the points up 16 and give me a chance with Tennessee to rebound a little bit and make this game a little tight. Uh, last year, um, they faced off October 18th, Tennessee 34, Buffalo 31. 
Derrick Henry, 20 carries, 143 yards, three touchdowns. I think that's the only way, again, that they, they can actually pull this game off. Now, it is interesting. Daquan Jones was a Titan, I believe, last year, and he is now a Bill. And that was one of the ways that Buffalo is trying to address that defensive line so they can hold up against teams like Tennessee. So it'll be interesting to see because Ed Oliver had a great game not having to play the run against LA, yeah. but we'll see when he actually has to actually, that's not his forte. That's the yeah. guy that'll probably run at. And he actually got dinged up a little bit last week too. He's just not a big guy. He's a good no. no. He's a, he's an undersized modern John Randall, but he shouldn't be. All right. Last game. Actually, I think we start with the best game and we might end with the best game as well. Monday night, eight 30 Vikings Eagles. I actually have futures tickets on both these teams to win their divisions. And I actually have a ticket on the Vikings to win the NFC. We have an over under a 50 and a half and the Eagles are laying two at home. I was actually impressed by both these teams. I know Detroit came back to make it a three point game, but they were down 17 late. They got some garbage scores. Eagles just didn't put their foot on the throat, but they came up with what they needed to. But the Vikings impressed me even more. And the scary part is, is they really like to run the ball. Now this new head coach might want to throw the ball more, but Dalvin Cook might want to get a little more touches this week. He's a player problem I'm going to look at to go over rushing yards. But I actually like the Eagles to cover at home in a tight one, though. I, I think this is a field goal game. Give me the Eagles minus two. Jason? Yeah, I mean, I, I just – I really like what the Eagles did in the offseason. You know, I've heard it said a couple times. They're the best team if you, if you disregard the quarterback position because they really have bulked up everything, the wide receiver positions, the linebackers, defensive line, like all the things that really hurt, hurt them last year. And it looks like the running game was just as good this year uh, as it was last year. Yeah, Minnesota had a great opening week. That Obviously, that's a big game for them playing the Packers. They've had decent success at home against the Packers. And, you know, they got up and they kind of held serve pretty well. There's a lot of, like, cross-pollination between these two teams. Like, a lot of guys have been on each other's staffs going through here. So they know each other well. Yeah, I like the Eagles with the, as long as it stays under three. Uh, I do think that they're a better team than a more complete team. We'll see if Minnesota can defend the run because the Eagles definitely are going to come out running the football. This is one I like straight play here. I like the Eagles in this. Can't believe I'm saying that because I don't like saying the Eagles a lot here. But I like them. I like the Minnesota team also. I think they're a really good team. I think they're going to have a really good season. But I think Philly – Shore up that defense a little bit. Offense, really good. I think over 400 yards. Gave up a lot of yards, too, in this but uh, last week against the Lions. But I really like the Eagles. I think this can be a really entertaining game. But I kind of like the Eagles in this. I'm As a straight play, I might take this. Eagles. I, fly, Eagles, fly this week. I do. I'm going to kind of contradict everything we just said, though. Um, Kirk Cousins. Here's my sticky note of the day. I'm going to finish up with this. Kirk Cousins against the Eagles is six and three, and his passer rating is 105. He somehow uh, pulls out some really, really good games against the Eagles. He's got 21 touchdowns, six picks. If I'm going to look for a player prop, it might be Kirk Cousins to go over yards, especially after what we saw Justin Jefferson do last week. Yeah, I mean, they hey, Matty, I want to throw up. Oh, go ahead, Jason. No, I so said they've got some answers. They went out and got uh, Broadway from the Giants. They went out and got the nickelback from um, whose name escapes me, Gardner Johnson, I think, from the Saints. So they've got they've they've improved a lot in the secondary. This will be a good test, though, like you said. Yeah. 
Just want to throw out old old man in the garage. Own one had Jacksonville last week. Was looking good late, but mm, didn't go there. He's firing three this week. Maddie, he's kind of agreeing with you. He's on the Bears. He likes that Chicago, maybe to pull the upset there in that. He must have Seahawk fever after last night because he likes the Seahawks to upset San Francisco. And then he is going with the Pittsburgh Steelers over New England. So three plays for him. Hopefully he can get back on the winning track. 0-1 to start the season. So good luck. Old man in the garage with his dogs of the week. All right. That's a wrap. That's a wrap for week two, unless you guys got anything else. No, nope. just, it, we're taking this early, so there could be a lot of changes. We'll find out completely yep. the injury pictures. So we're going yeah. to take Good the segue. liberty to make changes here by Friday or Saturday. Obviously, we'll use the tweeter to make those changes. out. Yeah. Great segue, because we're going to be tweeting out definitely line changes, who we likes, what the leans are. Jason's always going to be updating his stat sheets. Smitty's always going to be updating his note cards. Follow us on Twitter at Notebook Wagering. It's at Smitty Bucks at notebook wagering jcam and i am at if you follow matt and like we always say when we sign off bang your bookies everybody thanks for listening to the notebook wagering podcast make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any episodes and be sure to follow at notebook wagering until next time